If you're driving in the road and you've left your house and you hit a speed bump, you don't look at the speed bump and say, oh, dang it, there's a speed bump on the road. So I'm going to have to turn around and, and go back home. I guess I'm not going to be able to go anymore because that's speed bumps in the road. No, you you slow down, you ease your way over it, and then you continue moving forward. Um, and I just wanted to say that that is the same exact thing for fitness. Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's guest is a NASM certified personal trainer, a nutritional coach based out of High Point, North Carolina. She's adventurous, brave, and creative. This is Stephanie Bartlett. Hey, Steph. Hello. So, guys, a little bit of a, a pre warning. Uh, this is the second time we've had to record this damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know why that the audio shifted. So this is a big thank you to Steph for doing this again. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm actually going to take a different direction now thinking about how we did the last podcast. Um, so first of all, I, like on your Instagram, you have that you live by the ABCs, right? And we talked a little bit about last time, but um, I do know knowing talking to you beforehand that you had lived abroad that you've lived um in other countries you've lived in areas of the world that not the normal north carolinians could be so could you explain the abcs and how that's maybe transformed your life yeah so uh the the quote i suppose living by the abcs adventurous brave and creative comes from my favorite movie secret life of walter mitty um and it was a moment where uh, Walter decided that he, um, well, it was, he didn't decide. It was like his dream life. This was his dream persona was to be this person. Um, and then throughout the movie, you see him become that person, adventurous, brave, creative for the adventures that he went on. Um, and I, I loved that mentality. And that actually was when I was in high school that, um, I kind of took on that mentality and then straight out of high school, I, decided to move to another country when I was about 19. So I took a gap year that ended up lasting for three years. Um, so I traveled back and forth between Australia and Papua New Guinea um, in the South Pacific Islands. So yeah, I think um, having that adventurous spirit of being 19 years old and going to um, a country that I had never been to before. And also, by the way, I did not know anyone there. I went by myself without knowing anyone or having any prior relationships. Um, and so I think that took a little bit of bravery there. And then, Hey, why not just go ahead and say it was a, a creative way to start my adult yeah. life? Not, I wouldn't say that that's a, a very normal way to, to begin being an adult moving to another country and trying to figure out not only how to be an adult, but also how to live in a different culture, you know? Yeah. So I, this is a funny thing I never mentioned last time. Um, I love, the secret life of Walter Mitty. I yeah. absolutely love that movie. Uh, the quote in it, the, what was it? The purpose of life quote. Yeah. It gets me every single time. So I, we mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'm going to read it again. Um, Cause I just Googled it. Uh, it's to see the world, things dangerous to come and to see behind walls, draw closer to find each other and to feel that is the purpose of life. Yeah. I love, I absolutely love that quote. Yeah, so it's awesome. <laughs> I, I was going to say, kind of leading into um, 
into you as a personal trainer because you know you have definitely a, a huge a transformation story so before we get into your transformation story is there anything that you could say that you drew from or was it easier to go into your transformation because you've already taken these huge leaps in your life that it was just another stepping stone no i think so man before i started to be in fitness or become a a yeah, interested in fitness and health physically. Um, I was sad, man. I was battling with some severe anxiety and depression that was quite crippling. Um, I was unable to go to work. I was half of the time having to give myself a bit of a pep talk to get out of bed in the morning. Um, because if I didn't, then I just wouldn't get out of bed. There was no purpose for me. Um, and honestly, the the thing that kind of pushed me to getting into fitness or trying to lose the weight that I had to lose was I was in a wedding and the bridesmaid dress that I had ordered online came in and it wouldn't zip up. Um, and so I just had to start losing a bit of weight for that. But once I started on that journey for a very, I suppose, superficial and shallow reason, I realized that it shifted my mentality and mindset uh, on life in general so if, if I'm going to answer the question of like, what, what did I draw from? It was, I was worth having a life that I loved and I was worth having a life that gave me a purpose of getting out of bed in the morning. And for me, it was fitness. It was, um, it, it gave me something to look forward to and, and it shifted my mindset, my outlook on life to say, Hey, you know what? I, could try to figure out how to take care of myself mentally, or I could say my body is a whole being. It's not separate things, physical, mental, spiritual, or whatever. It's, it's a whole thing. So if I'm going to try to take care of one, then I need to start taking care of them all. Um, and then through that, it, it just kind of came together in, in, I became very joyful and excited. I became ready to jump out of bed at, six or 7am um, to, to get started with my day, I had things to look forward to, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Do you uh, prescribe by the because um, I know you, you have a heavy faith? Um, do you prescribe by the your body's a temple mindset? Yeah, so <laughs> I, uh, I was talking to Kelly about it a little bit. Well, not specifically this, but I think a lot of times in Christianity, we are confused about what that verse means, right? So I've had, I've got a, a few piercings and quite a few tattoos, and I've got a lot of Christians telling me, hey, your body's a temple. Why are you uh, putting graffiti all over it? <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that we're confused on what that that whole passage means. I um, So I didn't want to bring God into it because I never know, you know who's listening, and I want to make sure that what I say and, and how I say it is something that can be heard and related to well. Um, but if you're going to ask the question, I'm going to answer it. So um, I, the reason why I got into fitness um, is when I was sad, I was doing my best. I was praying. I was doing my quiet time. I was talking to a mentor. And then what happened was I felt quite convicted um, or called out, if you will, by yeah. God. Um, and I felt like he was saying, Stephanie, I didn't just create your spiritual body. I created your physical body as well. So why are you taking care of one and not the other? 
Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, in in the actual deeper terms of what I said before, that was what shifted it for me was um, it. I suppose that fitness became a type of worship for me. When I'm anxious, I go for a run and I just pray or I listen to worship. Um, majority of music on my um, Spotify for working out is like KB and Lecrae. And because to me, fitness is a way that I honor and love the Lord by loving my body because it was a body that he created for me to be able to love well in a way to love him. If yeah. That, yeah. If that answers that. Or it's kind of like, I don't know why I remember this. It's kind of like the footloose quote they use. I think it's in the new one. I can't remember if it's in the old one. Um, it's Ecclesiastes 3-4. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Dance could be fitness. Yeah. So I know you didn't want to get uh, religious, but I feel like there's a huge backing when people go into their mindset of things. That it's just, it's not just this like, oh, I'm going to count my macros. Like it's, it's more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. So you had this, you had this prompt, you did everything. Um, well, first of all, I want to, I want to uh, promote you a little bit. So you, you have, you got your NASM certification uh, in personal training. You're also a nutritional coach. So you're now well back. This is way more than like your typical Gold's Gym person, right? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> what would you, so to kind of plug you first? So like, what, what do you have going on? Yeah. So um, right now I'm running personal training classes um, for, I mean, it's just 15 bucks for a drop in for an hour um, high intensity class that uh, will have um, some regressions as well. Right. So it doesn't matter what level you're in, you can come to the class and there's going to be something for you. Um, it's that high intensity, get that heart rate up. Um, and then I've also got some one-on-one -on -one personal training going on whether it be in your home or uh, also online via Zoom. So there's that option. I know with COVID right now, people are, are still a little bit nervous to kind of be in that setting. So I'm also trying to offer that optional online training because I don't think that COVID should keep us from um, our health, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I'm also here in the next few weeks, I'm going to be launching a Facebook page with uh I guess classes, but they're just workout videos for an hour long workout video, as well as nutritional tips, uh, workout tips, how to write and program your own workout. Um, because my goal and when I think I've done my job well is whenever a client says to me, Hey, you've helped me so much in this. And I think that I'm equipped and ready to jump into the gym by myself. Now. Um, yeah. I actually love that. Cause I say, Hey, heck yeah, I did my job. I taught you, uh, and you are, are ready to go. You know what I mean? Spread yeah. your wings. <laughs> are these uh, are these break the bank kind of classes or? Heck no. Um, a little background on me is um, I actually grew up a bit below the um, the poverty line. So I I'm someone who is very, very, very big on what you do to be able to take care of yourself should be attainable and affordable. Um, the classes are fifteen dollars for an hour long class is a drop in. Um, and for personal training, the one on one is 60 bucks for an hour long session. And then if, if you don't want to do that, you can also do a 30 minute session for half of that. So $30. Um, and the the Facebook page is it's $50 a month for 
access to uh, videos that will stay there. So it's not just a one-time video. It'll stay there. You can always come back and look at it later. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with the nutritional videos and tips and recipes. They will always be there for you. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's very attainable and, and manageable. So I, I'm definitely big on that. And I'm also, you know, within a free first-time consultation, I'm somebody who's like, let's just sit down. Let's look at your budget and let's talk about it. Let's work it out. Let's, you know, get this to work for you. Yeah. As for you individually, where do you stand? Like, where do you, where do you uh, grow more? Are you more of a, um, you like to train by yourself, hard nose it, put on some headphones, or do you like the group mentality? Yeah. I, well, so I guess it depends on what I'm doing and it depends on who I'm with. Um, I enjoy training by myself. But um, I get a lot of life from being around a lot of other people. And honestly, it's just because I feel like I, I have to push myself because I look over at the next person. I'm like, oh, shoot, they're doing like 20 reps and I'm over here busting out 15. I got to pick up the pace. Um, so I, I think I push myself harder uh, whenever I'm around other people. But also, I, don't, I just it depends on the mood that I'm in. Sometimes I just want to throw in my headphones and and release some stress, you know, it also yeah. depends on the type of training. If I'm doing a hit training, I'm going to push myself harder if I'm with other people. But if I'm lifting weights, then, you know, I'd rather just throw in my headphones and, and do what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. Do you have a specific workout that it's just kind of like the one you plug in when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling like you're a little bit down? So like for me, I always, I hit the pool, pool or walks always refocus me. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's uh, HIT training. So it's that high intensity interval training because it's it's fast paced. I don't have time to just stop and think about what I'm feeling. Um, it My heart rate is up so dang high. And so all of my endorphins are getting released. And like, yeah, so for me, it's definitely that really high intensity um, blast my music and just go for it and sweat quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. When you were um, starting off, um obviously you're, you're loving the, the hit stuff now, what were the attainable goals that you set yourself up for, um, for anyone that's listening that kind of get an example when they start their fitness journey? Yeah. So I had a couple of goals, right? So I had, um, for weight loss, I wanted to just lose two pounds a month. I mean, a month, oh my goodness, a two pounds a week. Um, and the reason why I was like, I can manage one to two pounds a week was because I didn't want to overdo it and burn myself out. Um, I've seen it too many times and I just didn't want to be a part of that. I also wanted to be able to live my life well and enjoy food and not become obsessed with what I was yeah. eating. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, uh, two pounds a month. And then right next to where I lived, we had this, I'm going to call it a mountain because that's what it kind of was. Um, but it was called Castle Hill and it was right next, I mean, walking distance from where I lived. And so every day after I finished work, I would go next door and I would start on what they call the goat track, which is basically like bouldering up the side of the mountain. Yeah. Um, and, and I got on it and I, First, I started by walking as far as I could, um, and I would count, like, the steps to see how many steps can I walk before I have to stop and take a rest. Um, and, and as it kind of progressed, I was able to make it all the way to the top of the mountain without stopping for a rest and then run all the way back down the mountain and run back home without stopping. And that was what – that I mean, I think that probably took me, like, six months or so, but – 
I was very much a distance person. So because of the cardio that I was doing, so yeah. whether that be I was able to run a block without stopping for a break, or I was able to run two blocks without stopping for a break. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, I guess I measured my growth in distance um, rather than weight that I was lifting because I was never really big into lifting weights. And honestly, I'm still not, I think I know how to do it and I know what that looks like, but to me, um, my fitness goals is more in that kind of cardiovascular. And then the weights that I lift are a bit lighter weights, but I lift them for a lot of reps, if that makes yeah. sense. So yeah, I was never, I wasn't someone who did the one rep max, you know what I mean? Do you, uh, what are your thoughts on the one rep max? I've, I've heard a lot of people um, differentiate on what their thoughts are. So what are your thoughts on it? I think it depends on your goals. Like it depends on what you want to achieve in fitness. I have heard so many people who are into the one rep max um, say things like, oh, well, this is fitness. Like this is, you know, if I come to the gym, I'm going to lift heavy. And, you know, cardio is that's for moms. That's for girls. And to me, I'm like, hey, you know what? You can probably lift a whole hell of a lot more than me. But you come over here and you do the cardio that I'm doing. And I promise you you're not going to be able to finish my workout because you don't do it. So I think that you have to have both, right? I think yeah. the one rep max is fine if you are able to um, have a balance between lifting and cardio. But I think if we're talking about long-term health, not just I want to lift this really, really heavy weight one time and then throw it down and say, heck yeah, I got that. But if we're talking long-term, I want to be a healthy person to live a long life. If you don't have cardio in your workout, I mean – I don't know. I just think it's, it's sometimes can be dangerous on the body whenever you're focusing so much on how much you're lifting. Cause the body's not meant to be deadlifting like a thousand pounds. Sorry, Thor, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> your body's, your body's not supposed to do that. And so it's like, that's awesome that you can do that. But like, Hey, maybe be careful that you don't die an early death because of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I think it's fine. I think as long as you have a balance, it's fine. I just, I would just advise and say, hey, just be careful with what you're doing to your body and you know, listen to it. Yeah, I've heard the argument with one rep max um, being like the, the one rep could be a fluke. Now, two reps would be consistency. Yeah, the, true. The, the biggest argument I've heard. Um, but I also wanted to talk to you about um, you being a nutritionist. Now, we didn't really get into this last time, which now I'm like thinking back. I completely failed an interview. <laughs> what are your thoughts when you hear people say um, eating clean's hard? <laughs> oh my gosh, my thoughts are hell yeah, it is. Dude, the eating clean is the hardest part. It's honestly like, first of all, eating clean is the hardest part, and also it's the part that most people struggle with. So, like, first of all, I would say if you struggle with eating clean, you are not alone. I also struggle with eating clean. And my job is to tell people how to eat clean. Yeah. Um, I think that everything is about balance. And if it's not about, like, if you don't have any balance in what you're doing, then you're inevitably going to become obsessed with one way or the other, right? So yeah. with eating clean, I think it's about balance. I'm not going to sit here and say that every single meal that I eat is a salad full of iron and good protein and, you know, lean meat and, and things like that. It's I, I eat those things majority of the time, but at least once or twice a week, me and Kelly go out on a date night and, and we'll have a couple of beers and I'll get a burger. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not just consistently saying if I don't eat clean, I failed this week. If I don't eat salad for lunch today, 
I have an awful day. You know what I mean? It's, um, I think everything is about balance and maintainable for your life. I think I did touch on this last time because you were talking about um, how to, how do you get into the mindset of, of yeah. changing, right? So if, if I'm talking to somebody who is eating fast food, three meals a day, seven days a week, I'm not going to say to them, okay, well, cut that out. Don't eat any more fast food again until you've lost this weight. I'm not going to say that to somebody because I know that that's not maintainable. And I know that it's setting them up for failure. I think eating clean is hard, but if you start slow, it becomes easier than you think. If you say, Hey, this meal, I'm just going to eat clean. And I know that for dinner, I can go out and have Chick-fil-A um, and finding not necessarily the healthiest options at fast food, obviously, but you can find healthier options than the fried chicken and waffle fries. Right. So um, I think eating clean is hard, but it is manageable if you start slow. That's what I'll yeah. end with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that sounds perfect. I I guess I one thing I see a lot, and this may just pertain to just lazy people in general, is we we have all heard, I guess the it's almost a meme at this point. <laughs> the uh Chick-fil-A is God's calories, it doesn't count, which I laugh at at one point, and at some points I'm like, I do think some people are like, No, this doesn't this doesn't really count. I'm eating protein chicken, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you do you subscribe? What do you subscribe to? Are you a calories in? Do you have a specific diet that you will put your clients on or? Um, so the biggest thing is TDE. So yeah, calories in calories out. I think if it and again, like, honestly, everything I'm gonna say, it sounds so redundant. But genuinely, it, it, it always depends on what your goal is. If Your goal is weight loss. You could eat only a entire cake for the day but as long as you have burned more calories than what that cake is if you eat that whole cake you're still gonna lose weight yeah. right so it i think that's the thing that people are so caught up in looking at well i need to eat less carbs or i need to eat more protein or i need to eat more leafy greens well that's not necessarily the thing the thing is you can eat more of those things because they have less calories in them so things like um chicken or protein is gonna make you full longer um, however, if you completely cut out something like carbs from your life, then the energy that you're drawing from is going to come from whatever fats you have inside of you. And you, it's going to put your body into uh, survival mode, pretty much, which not to step on anyone's toes is why I have a problem with keto. <laughs> um, because you're putting your body into survival mode that it's not supposed to go in because it's saying, oh, shoot, uh, we haven't gotten any, any carbs to, to translate into energy whenever they're actually moving around. So oh, we have to take from the fat or else we're going to die. We don't know when we're going to get more carbs. Or we don't know when we're going to get more food. So then whenever you actually start putting food into your body, your body holds on to it because it doesn't know when it's going to get more food again, if that makes yeah. sense. So I think like it always has to be consistent, right? If you choose to live the keto life, go for it. But just know that that's going to have to be your life for the rest of your life rather than just a quick fix weight loss plan. Um, because if you have that as a quick fix weight loss plan, then as soon as you come off of that, all that weight's going to get put back on and it's going to be substantially harder to relose that weight. I don't know if that answered your question at all, but I'm very big on uh, making sure calories in, calories out but also not to the point of obsessing over it to say, oh, I can't eat anymore because I've had enough calories for the day. Also, yeah. live your life. You know, you're, you're a human being. You, you got to live sometimes. You got to 
go get God's chicken whenever you want, you know? <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. I, I think a lot of people, to be honest, I don't think the normal person knows what a cat is. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think they do. I, I think when people see calorie, they go, oh, that's fat. As opposed okay. to that is a measurement of energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, that's fair. I don't know that I've ever had anyone question to me what a calorie is. I think that it's more so like whenever they talk to me, it's just a part of the label that they read. And if it's high, the food is equivalent to being bad, right? Yeah. Which also, by the way, is not true. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've heard that too. It's It's like, if you it's almost like a pyramid of uh superiority it comes first thing first is now tell me if i'm completely wrong because i'm a novice (laughs) but it's like first things first is get your calories in order and then once you are consistent with your calories then you worry about your macronutrients then you worry about your micronutrients and then you just you go from there but the first things first is calories in calories out yeah, and there's a ton of websites. Like if you just Google how to find my TDE um, or calculate TD or calculate calorie intake or whatever, if you Google it, you'll find plenty of um, websites that will calculate how many calories you burn. Now, keep in mind, whenever I was talking about you, like how many calories you burn, it's just talking about how many calories you burn just by living. It's not. It's not even taking into account the calories that you burn if you are have an active job or if you work out five or six days a week is not taking into account those things. Literally it's just taking into account based on your weight and your height and your age and your gender, how many calories you typically will burn just by breathing and for your organs doing what they're doing inside your body and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I say calculate that, figure that out, figure out. And the problem also is that a lot of people just don't really know what they're eating and they don't, they're not mindful about it, right? They just kind of sit down, they snack all day. So a lot of people have a problem with understanding just how many calories they're intaking in a day. So I think starting by grabbing yourself a calorie counter, I use my fitness pal, it's awesome. Um, Getting a calorie counter and uh, counting the calories just to see, hey, how many calories am I actually intaking in a day? Um, and, And going from there. I, I just recently started doing it and I have been so disappointed in myself. My normal, st- I found out that I'm actually eating less than I should. Huh. I, I you know what? It, that's, it was so weird. Well, I feel like that's typical with men because Kelly also says the same. He's like, I can never meet my calorie count that I'm supposed to be meeting. I'm like, oh, that must be a really hard problem to have. I don't, I do not have that problem. <laughs> It was, it was very interesting. Um, so jumping from that, because with all your certifications now, um, we didn't talk about this last time, which now I really want to talk about is what, what nonsense are you hearing from non-certified individuals that you just want to just call bullshit on? <laughs> okay, my favorite one right now is on TikTok, and I see it all the time. And I'm constantly venting about it because it's so ridiculous. So by the way, if you see this on TikTok or Instagram or wherever, don't buy it. Uh, But it's things like exercises to burn fat in this specific area of your body. Uh, Okay, well, first of all, that's not true and probably won't happen. Um, Or things like six minute ab circuit to get you a six pack within a week or something like that, right? Um, 
Right. <laughs> Which would be awesome. And I would have <laughs> if that was the case, because who doesn't have six minutes to do a couple of crunches and some bicycle crunches, right? Yeah. Um, no, I think those things are, they're tough because they promote quick fixes in fitness. And I think that that's always been the problem with people not wanting to do fitness is that it takes work. And so whenever people see these things, it's almost like marketing to people who are saying, I want to lose weight or I want a six pack or I want this or I want that, but I don't want to work for it. And so then whenever they meet with me and they're working out for a month with me and they've only lost five or six pounds, they're like, well, what the heck, Steph, you must not be doing your job well, because this person on TikTok or Instagram or wherever told me that if I did this, 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 I would lose this amount of weight and I would look like them within a month. I'm like, hey, yeah. if that's the case, why don't you do their videos instead of paying me? <laughs> so I think it, it makes my life harder. Um, and it I, I think that I could probably speak for a lot of people in saying um, that the promotion of quick fixes within fitness makes life very, very challenging for us whenever we're saying, hey, no, it's not really an easy fix. It's going to take a lot of time. <laughs> do you have points of, where you see, I guess with, with clients in general, is that a constant battle where you're just like, you're fighting almost the Fitzbo. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last time, but we won't go into too much with it, but the, do you, do you find yourself constantly in battle with what is perceived on the Fitzbo influence sort of thing? Yeah, I think so. And I, I wouldn't say constant, but it is something that's always in the back of my mind. And it is also something that I touch on every single time that I have a consultation is, hey, whatever work you put into this is going to be what comes out of it. I can only do so much, right? Like I can do my job, but you also have to do work when I'm not around. You also have to do your job, right? Especially if I'm only meeting with you, say twice a week, right? Yeah. That's and, and maybe I'm meeting with you for an hour. That's two hours of the entire week that I'm with you. The other hours are what's the most important is when I'm not with you, right? So um, I think it has made it hard, but I think I also am someone who it's always in the back of my mind to say, you know what, like, I can only do my job. And if you aren't going to do your part in it, then there's nothing that I can do to fix that, right? So I'm pretty clear from the get go. Um, if you aren't losing weight, let's reassess and let's talk about why from the outside of training hours perspective of why if that makes sense yeah so a little bit about you um i wanted to ask this as well just to kind of like get a little bit of fun thing for anyone that's wanting to hire you as a trainer so what is your go-to cheat meal oh that is such a hard question it oh wait okay i say it's a hard question and i was gonna say it depends on my mood but probably like a, a good hibachi Japanese, like just sit down and you know, like when they cook in front of you and they put the oh. portions on your plate and they're massive portions, but they put them on your plate one at a time. And you know how a lot of people are like, oh, uh, I got to move this rice to the side so you can put my meat on the plate. Not me. No, no, no. I'm finished with whatever they put on my plate before the next part of the meal comes to my plate so that's definitely my my cheat meal I isn't that how you're supposed to do it i've been doing it wrong this whole time <laughs> no i'm telling you i my sister is always every time we go every every year for my birthday we go to this japanese place called fuji's in high point and i'm telling you every single time she's like oh no i don't have enough room on my plate can you you can give her some of my rice and i'm like yeah bring on the rice 
<laughs> I'm finishing it all before the next portion comes to my plate. <laughs> uh, now I'm now I'm hungry for some Japanese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Where do you get your motivation during the day? What was there like a podcast you listen to? Is there a playlist that you listen to? What is it? Oh, that's tough. Honestly, I uh, I listen to a podcast called uh, Jonathan and Melissa Helser. Uh, it's their podcast I listen to. Um, but honestly, my motivation just comes because I'm a relatively positive person, right? So yeah. um, I... I don't necessarily draw from anything specific. A lot of times I will, when I'm having a bit of a journaling, writing down what I'm grateful for quiet time in the morning, I will pick a specific word that I want to focus on that day. And uh, sometimes I'll write it on my hand. So I have that on my hand for the whole day. So anytime I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here or whatever. I look down at that. I'm like, oh, this morning, this is what I felt. So then I go back to that feeling and, and draw from that, if that makes sense. No, that makes complete sense. You're uh, you're way more uh, disciplined than I. I have to do the whole uh, vision board or write notes or have like a music playing that just jerks me out of not <laughs> not procrastinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, it, honestly, it always just depends on the day. I've got some days where I'm like, I don't want to do anything. And then I've got some days where I'm like, I got a whole list of things to do and it's finished by noon, you know? So yeah. it just depends on the day for me. And then my last question would be, um, so I, we covered a little bit when you said hit, um, but is there any specific goal or event that you have when it comes to your fitness or just something you're striving for? So like, for example, me, um, I don't know if I'll ever attain this, but I always thought it'd be cool to do an Ironman. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I, well, so here's the thing I was going to do this. Uh, I think it was in May of this year and then COVID happened. So, um, it's the, the savage race, which I will be doing with you, I believe as well, yeah. you and Kelly. So, um, yeah, that's one I've never run a race, um, because I was never into fitness until about three or four years ago. So I've never done anything like that. I don't have, I, I have an, a bit of upper body strength, but the obstacles are something that I'm, I'm working towards at the moment. So practicing all of my upper body strength and building that before the, the run actually happens next year. So I'm excited about that, but um, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's, that's probably my goal. I'm going to pre-warn you if you, since you've never done one before, obstacles racing is addicting. Okay. And that especially I would say the first four years I was into it, I was I was probably a borderline sell it. It was a Spartan race. You never done Spartan race, you never done Spartan race. It's pretty good. It's no, I don't know I don't know what it is, but it, it's just like it is it's almost like you become a zealot straight up. Okay. Well <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, um, Stephanie, this was an absolute pleasure to have you on the second time. Yes. I actually enjoyed this conversation more. Yeah, this one was it was a good one. There was one thing I wanted to say that uh, that I said last time that I, I didn't actually get a chance to say this time because we were talking about um, maintaining and uh, changing and shifting mindsets. And you were saying, you know, has it caused any problems and um, things like that within within training people with the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, there was something I said last time 
and um it was about speed bumps in the road and it's my favorite right. analogy and so i want to say it because i think it's important to remember it because it is an analogy that i use very consistently within fitness also for myself because i hit little plateaus a lot um and it's if you're driving in the road and you've left your house and you hit a speed bump you don't look at the speed bump and say oh dang it there's a speed bump in the road so i'm gonna have to turn around and, and go back home i guess i'm not gonna be able to go anymore because that's speed bumps in the road no you you slow down you ease your way over it and then you continue moving forward um and i just wanted to say that that is the same exact thing for fitness. You're going to hit speed bumps and you're going to hit, um, you know, those, those moments in the road where you're like, shoot, I seriously, I don't feel like I can keep moving, but just know that you don't have to turn around and go back to the beginning again. You don't have to go back to the start. You can still continue on your journey. It just takes a little bit longer because you got to slow down and work your way over that speed bump. So I wanted to say that because I think it's important. Yeah, it's so true. It's uh, progression is the ultimate goal here is to constantly progress. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey, not a destination. That's the truth. Exactly. Until I guess we go on vacation. Then, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, it's a cheat, cheat week is what I was told on my last vacation. This is my cheat week. <laughs> I would, that's a <laughs> dangerous thing. Yeah, well, seriously. Steph, again, this was an absolute blast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on a second time. Kind of. <laughs> I Hopefully I swear to God, if this audio doesn't do act well it's going straight through but uh <laughs> <laughs> all right they'll just have to kind of sort it out figure out who's saying what <laughs> exactly so guys um if you have any questions so first of all we're going to promote stephanie a little bit so she's going to be having her classes um she's going to be starting up a private facebook group um all questions please be sure to hit her up on her instagram it is steph brooks at s-t-e-p-h-h-b-r-o-o-k-e-s <laughs> Um, guys, she's a wonderful person. I highly recommend her to everyone who's interested in joining and getting in on their fitness journey. So again, thank you so much, Steph. Yes. Thank you, Tyler. It was good talking to you. Good talking to you guys. This was another episode of the Cooler Conversations podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And thank you to everyone who has been listening. We just recently hit 2000 downloads. I don't understand how we did it. This was started off, I thought only my mom was listening. So thank you guys for doing it. If you really enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share with a friend. Subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Follow the Instagram, Cooler Conversations. This podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.